Well, good morning, my dear friends in Jesus. Know thyself. This is the wisdom of the ages propounded by the ancient Greeks and the ancient Egyptians up through the Romantic poets and into modern education. The unexamined life is not worth living. That ancient Greek maxim is relevant for us today as it is in all ages. And the greatest teacher of all, our Lord Jesus, knew all of this well when he said, From those to whom much has been given, much will be expected. These are ancient truths to live by, and all of us would be well advised to hear and heed these old sage advice. In the Gospel lesson today, we see Jesus perform yet another in his series of miracles. He grants sight to a man who was born blind. Jesus does this in a way that may seem to us in the present day to be very peculiar, even repulsive. He spits in the dirt, makes a paste, and rubs it in the eyes of the blind man. Yet in ancient times, this was an accepted practice as the spittle of wise or renowned men was thought to have restorative powers. So Jesus, ever the wise and sensitive to the situation, is playing to the expectations of the people who witnessed this great miracle. Yet much more is happening in this reading. Much more is at play here than the physical miracle of giving sight to a blind man. Impressive and wonderful and exciting though that may be. This is the season of Lent. For us, it is a time of preparation and spiritual contemplation and introspection, a time in prayer and penance, a time to repent of our sins. It is a time when our worship may begin with the penitential order or an exhortation or the decalogue or, as this morning, with the confession. Indeed, it is a time when we think carefully about those things which we have done, or those things which were done in our name, or those things which we have left undone. We think of those things which separate us from the love of God and His perfection, and from the salvation that Jesus so freely has provided for us. It is a time for us to look into ourselves with a clean heart, and a renewed spirit, a time for us to realize the broken nature of our humanity. As is always the case with Jesus, many levels of truth are contained in this gospel. Notice first that the man who is given sight is confronted by the religious authorities, the Pharisees. His claim of blindness from birth is disputed and rejected. And he's driven out, expelled from the temple. But Jesus goes searching for him and finds him. And Jesus continues to search for all of us even to the present age. Notice also that at first the man refers to Jesus as a man. Then he calls Jesus a prophet. And finally at last he confesses that Jesus is the Son of God. This confession and realization constitutes yet another miracle. It is divinely revealed to this healed man that Jesus is truly the Son of God, the Messiah, the Chosen One. And this revelation extends to those who have witnessed these two miracles. 
This man has been loyal to Jesus, even though he was under pressure to renounce Jesus and discredit the wonderful thing that Jesus had done for him. The important lesson here is that loyalty to Jesus brings revelation of the truth of God. Oh, it may bring persecution and discomfort, or even worse, in this life. But the great reward is increased knowledge of the Father, a closer relationship with Jesus, and the promise of salvation. Then Jesus says something that at first seems difficult for us to understand. Jesus says, I came into the world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. What can Jesus be saying to us? What can this puzzle mean? This seems to be such a harsh statement from the otherwise loving Jesus. How do we understand this meaning? Here's the truth. Whenever we meet Jesus, we pass judgment on ourselves. If we see nothing to love, nothing to admire or emulate, or appreciate in Jesus, then we condemn ourselves. We remove ourselves from that which Jesus so freely gave us in His life and death and resurrection. We say no. We say no to salvation and eternal life that God has provided to us through the work of His Son. If, however, we see Jesus for who He is, the only Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Holy Prophet, the King, then we open ourselves up to some glorious possibilities. When we are conscious of our own blindness, then we realize our own weakness. We can be made to see the truth. We can learn to be strong. If we do not see our own sin, we cannot be forgiven. We then judge ourselves, and we remain blind and weak. Now the Pharisees had much knowledge. They were learned and scholarly leaders of the religious community. They thought they had great vision. They thought they could see. But they would not recognize Jesus for who He was. If they had been in a state of ignorance... If they were not aware, if they had not been knowledgeable, then not recognizing Jesus would not have been a sin. But being persons of great vision and knowledge, they had become blinded by their own arrogance. From those to whom much is given, much will be expected. Lynn is that time of contemplation. It is that time of prayer and repentance and confession. It's that time for seeking forgiveness. Yet we must ask ourselves, how blind are we? How much knowledge do we have? How self-satisfied are we? How much do we ignore the hurt and injustice that surrounds us? What is our corporate responsibility for the things done in our name? Do we harbor and nurture some past resentment? These are very, very uncomfortable questions. The contemplation of them and a hundred other such questions can be extremely painful. But here's the good news, and I do mean good news. This is the silver lining. The gospel of Jesus is always good news. 
The love of God is so strong that we have already been provided by means to reconcile with God. Jesus has come to give us sight. Jesus offers us a way out of our blindness. Jesus seeks us out. Even as He hunted for the blind man He cured who had been cast out of the temple by the Pharisees. As Lent, the contemplation, the self-examination prepares us to receive the good news of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus our Lord, let us not only be contemplative, but let us give thanks for what God in His love and mercy has already done for us. Pray for the ability to receive Jesus. Give thanks for the love of God. Amen.